So what's up guys? Uh it's here with FC Wonder Kid now on episode seven. Uh here with you, my guy Bretson. How are you? Hey, how how are you? I mean these episodes are flying by, I gotta tell you. It it felt like we started this last week and somehow we've been doing it what? A week or two months now? No, a month and a half, not even. Well, uh, episode eight will mark two months, so it's a pretty pretty special day for us and I'm so thankful of all the support we've been getting on YouTube, TikTok, and Spotify. You guys are amazing. Uh, I, I'm bottling maybe like the accents, Nun Minch. Maybe I should say Nun Minch, like for real, because I'm Portuguese and you guys, yeah, I don't know. Well, well I'll tell you what, we, we, might be, uh, we might be thinking too much of ourselves here, or you might be thinking too much of yourself, but what, what if we put your face on a t-shirt just with a uh, like one of those comic book things coming out of your mouth saying noon mensch uh think people would uh think people would purchase that i do i think people would purchase that i, just, I, buy I, it. I straight up every portuguese person that'll be listening will be feeling like i say noon mensch and i'm not forcing the accent or whatsoever i i swear i lived in portugal all my life Lisbon. yeah wait till, wait till he has a few beers <laughs> and a live stream we're working yeah, on it the like, live streams yeah <laughs> like uh should we just get through it yeah First well topic... one thing i have to apologize for i'm never gonna sound any less american so i, I, <laughs> I apologize for that and nobody cares anyway so uh yeah, yeah th there's there is a lot to talk about and and somehow we are we are recording this on saturday and i just want to just want to tell you we are six days away my friend it's gonna be a lot of fun um, but we do have a lot to talk about and a lot of people ask for what Europe, uh, Euro 2020 predictions, right? Euro's predictions. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the comment section on TikTok was Euro's predictions, Euro's predictions, uh, the YouTube gang. Uh, so the YouTube gang asked for it. So you should like, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, and yeah, uh, we, we arranged to do by group, right? Yeah. So I'll start with group A cause, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling confident with this one. It's a difficult group, but yeah. I'm confident that one team will come out of that group, and that's Italy. Mm. Because did you see Barella? Yeah. Uh, Barella, after the Euros, this is a hot take, but I think Nick uh, Barella after the Euros will be discussed as one of the best midfielders around. You know, he'll be. It won't be a hot take. You know, people will understand how yeah. good he is he Jorginho Verratti Barella Locatelli there super sub or not I know you're really fond of him but what's your thing yeah he was great he was great against Czech Republic right it was a pretty sound beating of a team that's going to be in a tournament and let's let's be honest these friendlies don't really mean much because they're putting some people in trying out some plain old tactics or whatever so it's not you know you're not going to see I, – I don't think you're going to see Czech Republic lose every game for Zip. But, yeah, Locatelli, Barella, uh, Lorenzo Insigne is going to be really interesting out front. Um, mm -hmm. I still – I mean, it just further conform, confirmed that they might not even be a dark horse. They might be kind of a – well, he, they're still a dark horse in my opinion. Well, Italy um, is a renowned team always. And yeah. the Serie A is a very important league in history. So yeah. I do understand Italian fans being proud of what they built. And especially in the U.S., a lot of Calcio fans, right? With yeah. uh, there's a there's a good fan base, but there's two players that I'm really impressed with Italy, and one is Chiesa. Sure. For the end of the season with uh, with Juventus, yep. he really stepped up, and also Immobile, ridiculous numbers, and he is very overlooked. Plus the experience of a Bonucci, Donnarumma in goal. Yeah. Like the team overall is is a good team. But who do you think is going to get the second place in Group A? Oh, well, I'm going to go with Switzerland. Uh, they seem like a pretty cohesive team. Mm. Um it's just what what Shakiri do you get? Um what Seferovic do you get? Uh but I I definitely like their I mean it's basically Monchen Gladbach, right? I think there's like seven guys that in that first eleven uh, that'll be starting for them. But you know that that means they'll be extra cohesive. It'll be a Seferovic team. too, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, but I I do have to go back to Italy for a second because we have to think about this because Italy and the, well, you know it was a little crazier that in Italy missed out on the World Cup, 
right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we, they were in the same boat as us, right? U.S. men's national team did not make it. Italy did not make it. It was kind of one of those like, hey, can we press the reset button and go back to the beginning, please, yeah. and start this all over again? But this is going to be Donnarumma's, and correct me if I'm wrong, aside from the Nations League, this is going to be his first international tournament where he's going to be starting in goal, right? Am I wrong I'm about excited. that? I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. No, I, I don't think you are because beforehand you got a Buffon, right? Mm -hmm. Very yeah. solid Buffon. And yeah, now it's time. It's time for Donnarumma, the 10 years. Hopefully. Let's see. Uh, but where is he going? Like, we, we can have a discussion on that, but we're on the Euros. Uh, I have to, like, this, this tingling fe feeling of talking about transfers, but let's stick to this. We'll stick uh, to I, I feel like we're overlooking a bit Bale at Wales because yeah. we remember last Euros, Bale was a menace to every team. Like, yep. no one could stop Bale. And we could see that. He's a very proud Welsh person. And he loves to play golf, so I don't know where the, where the games are at. But oh, jeez. <laughs> he might be confident. Uh, but I feel like the second place is going to be Turkey. And, uh, in Group A. Because, you know, I feel like Turkey have a very solid team. And, the, and then in the pregames, I was mm -hmm. very surprised how Ozan Kabak looked for Turkey. Okay. And is Yilmaz in the team? I think he is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yilmaz, I mean, the whole the whole Yil, uh, Lille, oh. I should say. Uh, Yilmaz, Yilmaz is in there. Uh, Yaziki oh. and uh, Celik. And Senyanoglu. Um, yes. Ah, great team. Yeah. Great team. They're my second place. I feel like it's going to be Italy and Turkey. Yeah. Well, I, I, well one, one second. One second. Because Roberto Mancini, we do have mm. to bring this up. And, and 27 games unbeaten. Okay. Italy, 27 games unbeaten. So they're riding pretty high right now. They've got a young core. Um, probably should have saved that one for the knockout rounds. But yeah, first Italy and what? Split Turkey, Switzerland. Okay, interesting. Let's see. Let's see. Well, Group right. B. Well, you Group start. B. Yeah, I'll start. Here we go. Um, I know. Well, well, actually, I shouldn't put words in your mouth. But mm. I do have my first surprise here. Why? Do I think KDB, Kevin De, Kevin De Bruyne, missing the first game is going to be that big of a deal in the long run for Belgium? Not necessarily. No, I don't. Uh, do I think uh, that Denmark um, is going to show their cohesion in, in the opening rounds? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm actually picking Denmark as my winner. Number one. Number one. And, and group E. And, and, and here's why. Here's why. Delaney, Erickson. And Hoiberg. If you I love that right, midfield. If you, I love that reaction, midfield. If you get this right, like, let yeah. talk, talk, yes. I want to know, like, why, why? I just, there's, there's a cohesion there that they've had. I mean, they've been strong. They were strong throughout qualifying. And um, there hasn't been too much uh, of a change uh, or, or much by way of, uh, uh, well, they're coming into this pretty damn healthy, too. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think the, the Belgian back line can be exploited. Um, and it's not even really about Belgium. It's about getting through the whole group. I think Belgium might not, you know, get all of their pieces together until the late rounds. So this is not the last time you're going to hear about Belgium for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like Denmark will have the better group stage. Uh, so very interesting you say that because I was checking, you know, I love to check those predictions and, mm -hmm. anal you know, the, those an an analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got a, there was an AI model uh, prediction of the euros uh and the ai robot said belgium is 15 percent favorite to win the euros and quite a bold statement you're saying they won't even pass maybe like well i know kdb kdb won't won't be playing for starters i think yeah i think he'll be out the first two games but they don't they've only said one. Oh no no, no. I, I have belgium as my two they're okay. they're going they're going I, I've got i got belgium as my one and denmark yeah. two so we okay. think both of them are going to go through. I think Doku, Jeremy Doku, come on. Like Nunmensch, Jeremy Doku. I don't mind being the guy that supports these youngsters because no. they are ballers, both what, of dude, them. Dude, the name of our, uh, name of our podcast is FC Wonder Kid. You'd, exactly. You'd be derelict of duty if you exactly. did not support these guys, right? Uh, another one I got to name in there, somebody that's been intriguing to me for a while is uh, Andreas Skov Olsen. 
um, who, you know, had a really tough transition to Syria. Um, and I believe I could be wrong about this. Uh, I believe he really picked it up late in the season with Bologna. Um, so I think he's coming this, into this. I'm not going to call it red hot. Uh, he's not red hot like an Alexander Izak or a Romelu Lukaku, uh, but he is somebody that I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch for Denmark. Um, so it could just be that I read up so much on Denmark and I've been watching them so much more that maybe there's a tiny little bias going on right now where uh, I want to see it happen. But trust me, this is not the last time you're going to hear from Belgium. It's a good team. It's a good yeah, team. It is a good team. So Group C. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I'll start. Uh, I think number one in Group C will be the Netherlands, two, Ukraine, three, Austria, and three, uh, Macedonia. Netherlands, because I feel like we're going to see De Ligt and Frankie de Jong stepping up. Yeah. Because Virgil van Dijk won't be playing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like De Ligt likes to get... The, uh, likes to have the responsibility in his teams. Okay. And I feel like the soul of this Netherlands team will be conducted by De Ligt. Okay. The captain, the leader. I don't know if he's going to be the captain, but Wijnaldum and Frankie might be the captains. But De Ligt is going to be the voice on the pitch and off. I feel like this is going to be a big Euros for him. Okay, Ukraine. Well. Ukraine in second. Uh, I, I like the Ukrainian national team. I like Yarmolenko. Uh, he's a very good player. Uh, and there's also Zinchenko. Zinchenko that has won the Champions League. He's such a versatile player. Really good player to have. And I wasn't really impressed with Austria in the pre-games. And I think Ukraine have something to prove too because of the political stance in the Ukraine. I feel like the Euros might be a really good vehicle to people to talk about the nation. And yeah, I feel like they're playing with something to prove, Ukraine. You also got to look at Ruslan uh, Malinovsky. Yes, the I like Atlanta. He, he was easily, I mean, he's a little older than who we've been looking at for, you know, in the Syria. Um, but he's also just had a phenomenal season, absolutely phenomenal season. And I think he's coming in with actual red hot form. Uh, and then I really like their 18 year old um, uh, Zubarni. Yeah, yeah. The, the Zubarni. I'm, I'm terrible at that last name, but. Um, he really, I, I believe he had 21, 22 starts this year for the champions um, in in uh, Russia. Dino, no, Dino, Dino no, Kiev. Kiev. I'm sorry, obviously, in, in Ukraine. Um, but he is somebody that obviously has been on our radar for a long time. And to see him probably get the chance at center back in a major yeah. tournament like this, that's great. But guess what? I don't have Ukraine as my number two. I have him going through <laughs> as the number three. Um, and I have another upset here. I've got the Dutch finishing second, and I've got Austria finishing first. Um, again, Alaba, uh, Sasha Kalajic, six foot seven, headed goals. They're, both, they're, they're still coming together. Um, you know what? It doesn't matter how you get in as long as you get into the knockout rounds. And let's be <laughs> honest, literally like everyone gets into the knockout rounds, so it'll be okay. Um, but when it comes down to it, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it, it, you got to shake up the seedings a little bit. Uh, for this so that's not a analytical reason uh, but I do believe that Austria is going to have the better three games I'm happy to eat crow on this and I probably will but uh, <laughs> I really really love the the season Sasha Kalajic has had uh, and I think he's going to get his ch- chance to show it you know he was number one in the top five leagues and headed goals so if they can I figure like out how to get the ball to him um, he also scored I believe 11 outside of those headed goals so he obviously knows how to score. So it'll be really interesting to see the 23-year-old do something. And um, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in the Dutch, but I have to pour water on something because uh, delegged right now, I, I was just reading earlier uh, on Twitter that he may have suffered a groin injury. Are you serious? Oh, yes. I didn't see that. I am serious. Oh. And it only happened like hours ago. So uh, it, it's not your fault for necessarily not seeing that, but it, it might also not be serious at all. It's just he did leave training. Who knows? And they might want to be really, really uh, easy uh, with him. So he might not even start that first game, or he might be absolutely fine. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday. It will yeah. drop on Wednesday. So there will be a whole lot of clarity from now until we – Well, if he yeah. doesn't play that call Botman, maybe, that was in the under-21s. 
Well, hopefully he's not out the whole tournament. Hopefully it's just a little groin groin tweak, and uh, okay. we're probably spending too much time on it. But yeah, I did see that that they were a little bit worried. But then again, Frank DeBoer always looks worried. So, you know, he's the type of guy that'll give a uh, a press conference, and and he looks like he's about to cry. Um, okay, that's what so, he yeah, like. Let's go Group D. Let's go Group D. Yeah, do it. Okay. Group D, uh, my first place, England, yep. second, Croatia, third, Scotland, and fourth, Czech Republic. All right. uh, Scotland, I feel like England-Scotland is going to be a fantastic game to watch. Uh, I reckon Scott McTominay is going to be a real problem for England because yeah. he knows the players, he knows the systems, he knows the gaps to exploit. Yep. He, he's going to be a real threat. Plus, mm -hmm. I'd love to see Billy Gilmore playing. And I think a voice next to Billy Gilmore, like Scott, will be a really good duo in midfield. And, yeah, it's exciting. That's a very exciting match. And Croatia. Croatia mm -hmm. is always a very solid national team. But I think England is going to get the first place. Harry Kane wants to score goals. Sancho wants to confirm the Man United deal. Uh, England needs to step up. And yeah. it's a pity, I just want to slot this in, that Tomori didn't get selected for England. Uh, that shouldn't have happened, in my opinion. Absolute beast at AC Milan. Uh, and yeah, uh, I feel like it's going to be England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, that, that Fakayo uh, Tomori, that, that is tough. Uh, but I think even tougher is the mm -hmm. whole Trent Alexander-Arnold thing. I mean... For the guy, first off, to be doubted as much as he was heading into it. And we all know he did not have his best year, but yet he's still led by far key passes. He's still led in, in many different qualities that you can find a way to fit into your 11, right? Um, and then for him to get called in against all the doubters, uh, and we were, you and I were both very vocal about how we felt he absolutely mm -hmm. needed to be there. He gets injured and he's gone. So, uh, who they call in next. And, it, uh, unfortunately, I don't think Tamori's even able to be called, but he might be. I don't know. But like a Ben Godfrey, I would love, I think you and I both would love to see uh, a character, a guy like Ben Godfrey get his chance. Um, I don't know how much he'll actually see, but the versatility that he provides, just the, the determination and the, just the sheer will, you know that that kid is going to give you absolutely everything if he even gets some time on the pitch. Um, but Alexander Arnold, that's just a tough one. Does that does that alter my course for England? No. England one, Croatia two, and I also do have Scotland at three. Uh Czech Republic was my two up until that Italy game. Not true. Not mm. true. Uh, but Czech Republic was pretty tough to watch. And you know, they didn't they didn't have Suchek in there. They didn't have uh they certainly didn't have Adam Hozek. Uh, the 18-year-old I really like from Sparta Prague. But um, I, I really do think that this is a toss-up, um, not all across the board because England is just free and clear right now. But, man, those two through four, yeah. it's going to be a battle for that that second and third spot, and you never know. Um, it, they might eat each other, and uh, it might be tough. So the other person I got to throw out there um, and, and really give a shout-out to is uh, Bukayo Saka. Um, he's going to be instrumental for them. Um, and he was just named, I believe, right? Arsenal player of the season, right? Um, I don't know, but he scored his first professional England goal, right? Yeah, I mean, think about this. This, this was his last week, Alex. His last week, right? Named Arsenal player of the season. Scores his first English goal. Nominated for Premier League and PFA uh, Young Player of the Year. Uh, all in literally the last six days. So you got to be happy for a guy with uh, such a tough season that Arsenal had. He was the shining star all throughout, right? He's definitely a wonder kid. That's yes, what he is. is. That's He's definitely a wonder kid. We are loose with that term. <laughs> yeah, let's go. But <laughs> yeah, not with him. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so group, group B. B. Okay, you it. start now this one. <laughs> all right, this one's a little more... Uh, cut and dry for me. It's Spain one, mm. Sweden two. Um, and to be honest, mm. I don't, I don't have uh yeah, I don't have Poland squeak, uh, squeaking in. I, I just don't think there's a supporting no. cast for Poland. I just don't. Um, and you know, you've, seen, mm. you've seen it in years past. Sorry. I'm sorry. You've seen it in tournaments past. What 
what with the Polish roster do you see that changes our mind? Right? Well, um, uh, I, I just, like, I just need to say this. Like, Messi wants to win Copa America. Conte yeah. wants to win Euros. Lewandowski wants to pass the group stage at least. Lewandowski yeah. is a man on a mission right now. He wants to win the Ballon d'Or. And the second place, I feel like it's Poland. It's a man on a mission. We're talking yeah. about Lewandowski here. Sweden have Isaac and Poland have Lewandowski. I know yeah, the supporting cast is very important, but a yes. player like him, like Sweden, a team that always had Ibra, mm-hmm. now Poland has Lewandowski. These are players that are world-class. It's no bold statement saying Lewandowski is world-class. And I know Kulusevski, Forsberg, Isaac, good players, but one, Spain, two, Poland. We agree to disagree. We disagree here. here uh, yeah. But we, yeah. but the beauty the beauty on this is we'll know the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll of, know of the course. Answers. Uh, of course. And and there's a, there's a difference here too. And and this is actually supporting your argument in that this is a Lewandowski's always been a world class striker, right? And he's been through major mm-hmm. tournaments before, and it really hasn't panned out the way. And and to be honest, Lewandowski has not been the the guy uh, scoring, you know, 10 goals in a tournament. And that tells you all you need to know. But I think you only had two in the World Cup. Am I right? Right? I actually I don't know. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he did. And when it comes down to it, though, the difference here is, yeah, he's coming off a 41-goal season. Okay. And and I, I am very wary of that. But unfortunately, uh, he's not – in my mind, he's not the guy that can can take the the game by the the scruff of the neck and and basically beat three points out of of these teams uh, unless he gets service because and if he can't get service then I don't know. And with that said, I actually do like some of the young guys on Poland's team. Right? We talked about Kozlowski. We've talked about uh, I like Jacob Motor a lot, um, who's actually giving being given the chance uh, to have an impact with with Poland, but. I just th- think Sweden's a better team collectively to get through the group stages. And that three spot, I think, is going to get taken by somebody else we've already talked about. So, agree to disagree, uh, Alex. Let's see. Let's see. Now, <laughs> let me take the reins on this group. The group of death. Group yep. F. France. France, Portugal, Germany, and Hungary. So, my yep. number one, France. Second, Portugal. Three, Germany. Four, Hungary. The Portugal-France game is going to be a final that we're going to see beforehand. Yes, Because Portugal really wants to prove themselves and show that now we mm-hmm. are a team that can match the French the French national team. I know we don't have the same depth, true, but we have something to prove. We're the, we, we won it. We won the Euros. Yeah. So... You, you didn't have the depth... Uh, you didn't have the depth five years ago either. So true, and you, and you still want to you know. I want I wanted to say this too. I warned everyone. I don't know the episode, but you're you, you know this. I warned that Brun Fernandes wouldn't start for Portugal, and in the Euros now, the prep games, we're seeing that Moutinho is Fernandes' choice. Daniel yep. Pereira, Sergio Oliveira, and Brun Fernandes. And uh, it also doesn't look like uh, Nuno Mensch. Nuno Mendes is uh, his preferred left back either. Wait, wait, wait. He had some minutes. Give him the time. <laughs> Nuno Mendes is 18. Like, I, look, Bretton, I'm serious. Yeah. When I see all those comments saying Nuno Mendes, I think, like, you will know how good he is. I'm yeah. so hopeful with him. I'm so okay. hopeful. And you'll, you'll see. I want him to prove himself in the Euros. We I- called it. Well, I called it more on this one. And... We'll see. But yeah. uh, if it's anyone other than Rafael Guerrero, I would say absolutely you're right. But I just don't see him taking his spot. But hey, um, I would love to see an 18 year old get get his uh, get his dues. Um, not uh, really. Yeah. That, yeah. And so, all right, and yeah, and it was yeah. I mean, did that make you? Was that just a friendly thing, or uh, he started up top? Did he not? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, Interesting. But I, I wanted to do a shout out in the Portugal Spain match because for that French style of play, I did warn people, isn't not the most attractive, <laughs> and we need to expect that maybe I wouldn't be surprised if we got third. 
on draws and then we would go through and by by the the chance i don't know like and absolutely win the tournament just by going third in the groups it wouldn't be a surprise to me but um the Ferran Torres I saw against Spain, Portugal, he was so good. Yeah. I was so surprised with how good Ferran Torres looked. And I was not impressed. I was not impressed. And I really hope for P Portugal comes better in the next games. All right. Well, uh, my group F, France 1, Portugal 2. Um, my number three is Germany. And uh, we also have to remember, and I think they're better than this, but... Mm. You know, what What do they always say, right? I've said this before about investment and investing. You don't take past performance and automatically assume that future performances are going to come from that. Mm -hmm. But Germany lost to North Macedonia, right? They lost six, six zip, I believe. Was it to, to Spain? Yeah, I forget. I that, was a, that was a big match there. I, there was yeah. a big loss. Germany but had but a big I'm loss. also not going to bet against the Joshua Kimmich, right? I'm not going to bet against you know, a lot of these guys. They have a spine. They have some young guys. I think a Kai Havertz is going to show up. Um, and I think they'll they'll still eke through on, on third place, but you're going to hear. Uh, I, I have them making a wave in, in the knockout round. So uh, France, mm -hmm. Portugal, Germany. And uh, we also got to mention, you, you probably were going to say this, and I'm taking your stealing your thunder right now, but oh, Ruben Biesch, one of what? The last one of what? Four? He's now the fourth defender ever to win Premier League Player of the Season. Is yes, Ruben Dias won the Premier League Player of the Season. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben Dias, like, yeah. can I say he's not the best center back in the world? Because I want Virgil van Dijk, Virgil van Dijk to be fit and yeah. us to have the opportunity to see them both clash. Plus yeah. the leaked coming up too. But Ruben Dias right now, yeah, I wouldn't mind having him in the team of the season. No. And that's not a bold statement. Like, he deserves... He won the Premier League, Champions League finals. Yes, it didn't go as well because we talked about this. Come on, where's the defensive midfielder? He needed right. a, a bit a bit of help in, the, in that game. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, Ruben Dias. Like, Seychelles, Academy, Bora Bora, that's it. <laughs> and then you remember, that was his first season in England. Yeah. I mean, that's just... That's unbelievable. It really is. So, yeah, uh, kudos to him, and, and that's really, really amazing. Uh, and really it kind of expected based on the season he's had. But, all right, well, let's go into round of 16 because we're going to take up the whole hour yeah, uh, just go. doing this. Um, so, so I'll start with my, my first ones are uh, you got Denmark, Germany. Germany wins. Italy, Netherlands. Okay. Italy wins. France, Turkey, France. Wait, Sweden, wait, wait, Croatia. wait, 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 wait. Italy, Netherlands? I got Italy, Netherlands. Yep, and I have Italy over Netherlands. That's it. That's you. You 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 passed really fast. I don't know. I don't know if Italy beats the Netherlands. I do. Okay. <laughs> I I really do think there's a there's a glaring hole at the back for the Netherlands. Okay. And, okay. I'm I'm, so. I'm I'm I'll go Netherlands on this. Okay. I'll go Netherlands. You're Italy. Okay, but I. I I wouldn't be surprised if Italy won too. Okay. What what more do you have? What more do you have? Next one I've got is France, Turkey. France, France. beating Turkey. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Turkey, getting that third seed is going to be huge. Uh, I'm sorry, not getting that third seed for Turkey mm -hmm. is going to be huge because that's how you avoid a France uh, in this case. But you never know. And those three seeds are so bizarre because, you know, I don't really know how they get dispersed. But Sweden, Croatia is the next one I've got, which is not exactly the most mouthwatering. You've got an aging Croatia who still has more left in the tank, we know, uh, versus Sweden. Uh, I have Sweden winning there. Um, Spain, Ukraine, this Wait, is my upset. I got Croatia winning Sweden, beating Sweden. Well, <laughs> it's like, good. I, wanna, I, I would love to see the matches with you. Like, I think Croatia will beat Sweden if that were to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think it's uh, it's a different Croatia than what we're thinking about. They've looked good so far. I think. I'm actually right? loving this. I'm loving the to have the deep thoughts. But keep keep going. Let's go. Well, I, I wouldn't say we're having deep thoughts about this, right? But we are. <laughs> you know, just having the conversation is always fun uh, sure, sure. because you start to realize 
yeah, who's got, I, I obviously value kind of like this team setup or people I feel have like played together for a long period of time. And, mm. and I don't know if that's actually true amidst all of this, but that's kind of why Sweden beats, beats Croatia for me. I have Ukraine beating Spain and that's my upset. That's my biggest upset of the round. No. Yeah, I do. It's, it's one of those things where they're going to like grade them down. They're going to, they're going to win on PKs, penalty kicks, uh, they'll, they'll move through. They've done this once before. It's kind of a masterclass type of Ukraine thing where they work their way into the quarterfinals wait, by wait, wait. by taking the scalp of like one of the big dogs. So wait, we'll see. Wait, wait. You said about cohesiveness and the group and all this. Yeah. But Spain have no Real Madrid players. Yeah. Which is unprecedented. It is. And if if they know each other. Spain, I don't think they would lose to Ukraine. I don't but, see that upset happening. In but that, my... that's why I'm, I'm taking the team cohesion over because Ukraine has a bunch of guys that have played together. Malinovsky, I mean, these are guys that are primed for the moment. I think they can stifle a Spain. Uh, they, they, they couldn't stifle a Iniesta or a Xavi, but this is not Iniesta or Xavi. This is Fabian Ruiz, nothing against them. They're just obviously not the same players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, you know, I just think if this matchup presents itself, I do believe Ukraine will win. Um, but I could also just be leading us all down a path of having an argument for argument's sake. Right. (laughs) True, true, true. So who'd you have next? The quarterfinals? Well, I've got, still got England, Portugal. I got Portugal beating England. Yes. Austria, Austria, Scotland, Austria. And then Switzerland, Belgium, I have Belgium beating Switzerland. So Belgium, as the number two, avoids uh, a a Germany matchup mm-hmm. in the second round because if they finish third place or really any matchup from the group of death, right, with the third place. Uh, so if Belgium gets through second, they actually have a little bit of an easier round, not really, uh, way to the final. But Switzerland, Belgium, I have Belgium. So mm-hmm. were there, So I have Germany, Italy, France, Sweden. Ukraine, Portugal, Austria, Belgium. Uh, who are the eight that you have moving through? Well, the eight that I have moving through, I have Belgium, Italy, mm-hmm. uh, France, Croatia, Spain, Portugal, and Netherlands, Turkey. So uh, I'm really surprised like where we, we got something different here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I got an England, Portugal beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I think Portugal is going to beat England because Portugal has something to prove, especially after what happened in Porto. Sure. Like, well, that was a, a, the Portuguese government. People here in Portugal don't really understand how Taça de Portugal, which is the Portuguese National Cup, doesn't happen. But then they accept people coming to the country. I know they're tested, but still, like, we, everything in life should have balance. And... We should like think more about happiness and emotions and moments, which Tassel Portugal is usually such a good moment for Portuguese people. And the Chelsea fans, not taking away, like they should celebrate. And mm-hmm. I'm happy that Portugal uh, actually had them. But the way they conducted themselves, there was a lot of incidents, a lot of a lot of problems. And it's never it's never good to see, you know? So we got history together, England and Portugal. We just want to keep on going and be happy together, you know. So, I mean that that I'll tell you what, it's just a shame that that's going to be a round of sixteen, potentially be a round of sixteen <laughs> matchup. But Portugal beats England, in my opinion, and because you got Harry Kane, Sancho against Christian and Ruben Dias. Got be... the experience and the youth too in Portugal, Braden. You got Joel yeah. Felix. You got Bruno Fernandes, still young. Yeah, and win that. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna find out. Um, the, the the funny thing is, is even if Port- mm. Portugal underperforms in the group stages, as long as they get out, you know, even it, like uh, the the way these groups work, I'm sorry, the way the knockout rounds work, it's almost better if Portugal underperforms in the group stages, I agree. Uh, so that they avoid some of these other pitfalls here. But um, yeah, it, it it's a mouthwatering uh, for sure setup there. <laughs> But even if you take Portugal out and you you sub in France, if France underperforms, or you sub in Belgium, or Belgium, goodness, uh, Germany, mm-hmm. Germany, it's going to be uh, England has a really really tough 
round of 16 matchups. So mm-hmm. uh, if they win their group, right? So quarterfinals here. Who are your four moving on to the semifinals? Uh, with how the third place system worked, it worked out for me. Italy, France, Portugal, Netherlands. An Italy against France and a Portugal against Netherlands. Okay. All right. You know what I'm setting up to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of do. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, Germany versus Italy uh, and Germany winning. I have France over Sweden, Ukraine uh, losing to Portugal and Austria losing to Belgium. Uh, so there aren't really any any major crazy so, things. Wait, so wait, Germany, wait. France, Germany uh, Portugal, Belgium for me. Germany ends in third in your in your predictions, and they're also in the semifinals. Yep, I like you're both, Breton. You're uh, both Germany. They have to beat Denmark and Italy to get there, and I think those are two that they are well equipped to beat. I don't think they beat Italy. I think Italy beats Germany. But yeah. okay, so you my and I final will be sharing a beer during that game. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, my final Portugal France run it back turbo. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to happen. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see yeah. Benzema Mbappé against Christian Ruben Dias Brun again. I'm, I'm really excited. So many stars. And I think it would be a really good spectacle to see. Like yeah. a Portugal-France again. And I think Portugal wins it. You know, obviously, I'm biased. So, yeah, Portugal, yeah. bora bora. <laughs> Yeah, well, you you never know. I mean, I think Adair just uh, he just let his contract uh, run up somewhere in Russia, right? You could sign him, not sign him, put him in there right away, put him on the bench, have him ready to go for extra time. Um, I have a France Belgium final. I have Belgium beating Portugal in the semis, and I think that they'll get they'll get revving along. Uh, my biggest worry about Belgium is their back, their defense, um, for sure. Uh, and you know, Jason Denayer does not necessarily you know, make uh, what you call it inspire confidence as much as others. Uh, but I do feel like Lukaku, De Bruyne. Uh, it's just this is their last chance, in my opinion. I, I think it's obviously they might they'll have the World Cup, uh, but Lukaku, mm-hmm. De Bruyne. This is one of their last chances to to bring it home. This golden generation, while there's a whole lot of really phenomenal stars behind them, I don't know if anyone of them will turn out as talismanic, uh, talismanic, I don't know, as a De Bruyne or as a Lukaku. So uh, I do feel like um, France-Belgium is going to happen, and I think uh, France still wins. French-speaking countries, that'd be a good final. That'd be a good final. And you put Belgium in second in the group stage, right? So I you're did. really betting on De Bruyne picking up from the injury and having some good games. I am. And and them finishing second actually leads to them having a better – it's just kind of way, the way the uh, my simulation worked out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if, if you have Switzerland first, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have Austria. If you're not – and then you get to Portugal. If you're not in the semifinals and giving yourself the best chance well, if you're Belgium, if it works out this way. Well, yeah. if, so, De Bruyne, if De Bruyne had won the uh, the UEFA Champions League and won the Euros, he would have mm-hmm. won Ballon d'Or. But yeah. yeah, let's see. Let's see. I think France has a lot of players that want to be the best player in the world. Mbappé, even Benzema. I know he didn't go far in the Champions League, but... You got you got a lot of characters there that would hate losing, especially to a France or uh, to an England team or a Portugal team. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we barely talked about France this whole time around, um, so I, I think we could probably do a whole episode on France alone. But yeah, Kylian Mbappe, man, uh, it's funny. At twenty two, we've already kind of cast him aside as like just a legend, uh, mm-hmm. and not even thinking of him as a U twenty three player. Um, I am really interested to see if he's going to have the same type of impact that he had at the World Cup, right? Um, and him working together with a Benzema, that is, I mean, that is very important. That could actually wind up being either what sinks them or obviously what makes them just kind of, they're not going to walk their way I through agree. this, but what makes them studly uh, throughout this tournament. So a Benzema Mbappe, if there's no chemistry, <sighs> mm. Griezmann and Benzema, I think, will work and will work every every time because yeah. I feel like that's a really good duo. 
Griezmann playing behind a Benzema. Mbappe will shine because he always shines. He's yeah. that's what makes him special. That's the intangible. It's very hard for Mbappe not to have one of those moments where you say, "Whoa, look at that run! Look at that shot! Right. Look, he's special." And the holding midfield, Kante and Pogba. This is elite levels we got here, you know. Yeah. And we know Pogba when he plays for France is like a flip a switch and he becomes a leader. You mm-hmm. know the speeches in the final. The iconic moments, and even in the penalties, right? It was yeah. a moment in the in the Europa League final. In big moments, Pogba's there, and yeah. all these players you're saying they're in transfer situations. So we might see what we Mbappe might need to perform to go to Real Madrid. Maybe Sancho might need to perform to go to England. Harry Kane might need to perform to go to a big team. So a lot of moves waiting to be done and that's why the euros are going to be so good like yeah. people need to be hyped for this next topic <laughs> i'm hyped i'm hyped uh yeah and w- what we'll do is uh maybe maybe next week after the first games we'll we'll talk about who we think is going to be golden boot best young player best player but um okay we'll we'll save that for next week we got 25 minutes of, uh, just on this one so okay that's a, it well, was really good predictions you guys asked for it we delivered, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> Second topic, under-21 European Championship. Yeah. We said France was going to be Holland. We have to say sorry to that Dutch team. Boadou. I, 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 that was an example of, yeah, France we almost shooting them. themselves in the foot too. But, yeah, incisive say, by Myron. Mm-hmm. We did say that Boadou and Calvin Stengs were two players from Eze Alkmaar to, yep. to really see. And yeah, I wasn't surprised with that one. I was surprised that France didn't deliver. Yes, but I wasn't surprised Netherlands were the team to give the blow. So, yeah. and, and and let's be honest. I mean, Sven Botman and that Dutch defense. It's not exactly like they've made us all stand up and pay attention. You know, Botman, I don't think has had a great tournament with them or great, you know, last few games with them. Uh, but ultimately, they did what they had to win, do to win. And Boadu is just that type of player. If if he gets service, if he gets a chance, he'll put it away. Um, and you, I, I, got a, I got a question though. Do you think yeah. Boadu would be good for Tottenham? Because he he's efficient. He can score goals. He's got a fantastic sense for goals. I think he might be a good player to go to Tottenham. Maybe he might. But I think they're while they're completely different players. Uh, people are still in that Steven Bergvin. Um, <laughs> shock phase where he hasn't exactly panned out the way anyone thought he was going to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, throw him on the short list for sure. Uh, He's certainly not a replacement. Uh, Nobody can replace a Harry Kane if he leaves, but um, he is somebody that could deliver them incisive finishing, which is one part of what a Harry Kane offers. Right. Um, So yeah, Uh, but I, Hey, let's switch over. Right. Because let's talk about the Diogos. All they right. had a bit of a they had a fluke against Italy, which happens. The young did. defenders, it happens. But Diogo Queiroz, Diogo Light, and Diogo Costa all performed in the semi-final, in my opinion. Yeah. Really good chemistry. Like we said, as a trio, not individually, but as a trio, they are unbelievable. World class level at a young age. Sure. They're fantastic. Zero yeah. they didn't suffer a goal against Spain. And Diogo Leite, fantastic performance. Yeah. Vitinha, we can. I need to get. We're getting used to this now. If you yeah. don't know about Vitinha, like put it, put it in your short list. If you have a phone, put it on notes. Vitinha, bowler. That's yep. it. Fantastic player. Uh, easy tip, you know. Football manager Vitinha. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, it, it, Vitinha. If you didn't watch the game and you just looked at whatever you use to look at stats. Right. Mm-hmm. Vitinha did not show up there. Right. And that, that is not the beauty of Vitinha's game. Uh, he will show up there. Just give him time. But uh, ultimately, the way he just he was the architect, he was the yeah metronome, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal to watch. Uh, but I, I think they're going to need a lot of that to beat a Germany, you know, a Germany team that is this is their third final in a row. Um, and they are, they're hungry. They're used to winning this, right? And uh, you got an 18-year-old, Florian Wirtz, 
leading the way. And Baku, right? You really like Baku. He's a really I good right Baku. back. It's hard to believe that Baku is five years older than um, than Beards, but it <laughs> uh, he he's just he's very very good. Um, so it's going to be interesting, you know. And Beards, we have to remember that as uh, he's I believe a two thousand and three, born in two thousand and three, and he's working with a bunch of guys, playing with a bunch of guys, ninety eight, ninety nine, um, and uh, I. I really do believe that he should be at the Euros. I really feel like he should be at the Euros. Yeah. But well, now he's going to have to beat Portugal to take home the U21 Euros. That'll you, be know, you know why I think Portugal is going to win it? Because you love Portugal and you live in it? True, though. That that <laughs> That is important. But you talk, you. talk I'm going to go back to what you said about a tight group, cohesiveness, teamwork, yep. knowing each other. I was talking about the trio. They know each other so well. Dioglet, Dioqueiroz, and Costa. Yeah. And if Portugal win the Under-21 European Championship, they'll be the first country to win the Under-17 World Champion, uh, European Championship, Under-19 European Championship, and now with the same generation, the Under-21 European Championship. Yeah. Players like Jota. And this is important too. They won. The uh the under 17, under 19, and under 21 European Championship without Jean Felix, mm -hmm. without Jean Felix, which is the best player in this generation. This is crazy, and yeah. Nunmensch isn't playing in the under 21s, but isn't playing in the under 21s. So this right. is not even the best, and Jean Felix obviously isn't playing in the under 21s. So Portugal have so many youngsters, which is obvious, but. This team needs to win it. We want to be the best, and we are going to do history. I <laughs> mark my words. I am very confident. If we don't beat Germany, man, the highlights on this. But I'm and very confident we will. Correct me if I'm wrong. Portugal has never won this, uh, the U21 Euros, correct? I don't think we have. I yeah. don't think we have. I'm not sure, though. Don't, but, don't, but you're right, don't you're right about stuff. the cohesion thing, because that's, to me, and we talked about this offline to me, that's the only reason you leave a guy like Gonzalo Inacio out of a lineup, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you got these guys that have played together, that Diogo's fine, right? Uh, you let them play together. And mm -hmm. right now it's, like like you said, they had a shaky first game. Um, but that, that performance against Spain was very reassuring. It's just what sure, Germany sure. shows up and, and how, they, how they connect and how they clash is going to be really interesting. And the other guy that... We, we haven't even been talking about the goal scorers for either of these teams, right? Beard scored, but for Portugal, it's Dani Mota, guy from Serie B, right? Uh, I think he's born in Luxembourg, right? But he has been nothing but a perennial scorer for the U21s. Um, and then you also have on the other side, Lucas Mecha, uh, who I believe is a Manchester City loan mm. to Anderlecht, who did nothing but score goals in Belgium this year. And in turn... He has scored throughout the group stages and throughout the um, I got something knockout rounds. I've got something to add quick. He yeah. is being rumored to come to Sporting. That's I, I like that. I like that signing. I like that I, if they do it. For $8 million. I think he's in his last contract uh, at Man City. And there's a partnership between Man City and Sporting. So that might happen. Uh, part I, part I, of a minute. Yeah, no. It's like the it's like the Pedro Porro deal. Uh, he came okay. to Sporting, and I think Nunez might go to sit, but that's a whole other conversation. I'd like to highlight the Spanish group though: Marco Cucurella, Gonçalo Vilar, uh, they Brian Gil. You got really good players here that are underrated, in my opinion, Spanish players. Yep. And yeah, Brahim Diaz didn't have he he started a bit. Uh, really energetic as he always does and all over the place but he started to to dip a bit and uh, but you got good players what do you think uh I, I think they've got a is it the second coming of Xavi Iniesta and, and this is an example of of just you have the past has to lie in the past and you have to understand that you're never going to have what you used to have right so looking for that type of a core moving forward makes no sense these guys, whether it's Fabian Ruiz up with the seniors or it's the Brahims of the world or the Villars, who I really like a lot, 
Um, this is a new Spain and it's going to be a very different Spain moving forward, but it is bright. Uh, actually, a lot of these clubs, I mean, a lot of these clubs, a lot of these countries, Portugal, Spain, Germany, all have um, a phenomenal future ahead. It, it'll be interesting to watch how they actually develop. Well, I think England and Portugal will be the leading ones, obviously next to France. The trio, yeah. I think, is going to be these three countries in the next five years. Ooh, all right. Well, so, yeah. so you have Portugal beating Germany. Yes. I have Portugal beating Germany, too. Ah, I love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta you Portuguese. You have to speak Portuguese, Bretton. No, that, that'll be a fun game. And I believe that's that's tomorrow. That's Sunday. So yeah. we'll, already know, we'll already know who won by the time this drops. Oh, uh, episode just, eight. Episode yeah. eight. Yeah, that's true. We'll have a lot. Well, we'll have way too much to talk about in episode eight. But we uh, will but talk about this. One. Let's keep moving, right? Because we got a lot here. Copa America, right? Uh, Topic yeah. three. Well, is it going to happen? What do you I think? Mean, it's a hit show. Uh, excuse the language. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to happen. There's, uh, it, it sounds like the Brazilian uh, players were actually reaching out to other representatives uh, of other teams Mm-hmm. And they were, uh, they're going to make some sort of a statement early in the week about whether or not to boycott uh, mm-hmm. the tournament. Uh, and that, that is based off of Twitter headlines, uh, but it's based off of some sources that we've, we've obviously uh, believed to be true over time. But yeah, it's moving it. It's basically just like, re- no, never mind. I'm not even going to say that, but moving it from Argentina, where COVID is very interesting, to Brazil, where COVID has basically always been very interesting, um, makes very little sense to me. But at the same time, um, you know, the Copa America is the Copa America. And it's where yeah. you get a phenomenal view on who's going to lead uh, us into normally we wait two years, right? Uh, heading Copa America to World Cup. But this is basically a kind of a audition uh, for the World Cup for a lot of these guys. And I'm excited to see if it goes forward. Uh, whether or not the defensive frailties of Argentina um, will continue. Uh, a guy like Cuti Romero, Christian Romero, who just, I believe, just Atalanta, won. Right? Syria, yep, Serie A Defender of the Year. Uh, looking him and uh, watching it, him lead the line, I know Leo Messi is very important, right? But that is literally the most important part of Argentina uh, moving forward. Uh, if they can do anything in the World Cup, it's they need to develop a defensive spine. And if Romero can be it, that's a good starting point, in my opinion. Well, at Copa America, I want I just, we need to be fast on this, but I just want to say in Copa America, if it goes through, uh, I hope everything is going to be with the right procedures. And I know the Brazilian players are very against it, which yeah. I do understand. If they don't want, if they don't come back to Europe, then it's a big problem with the clubs. Casemiro, Eder Militão, Allison, Fabinho, all these players really don't want it. But the narrative that I feel is very important in this Copa America is Lionel Messi, because mm-hmm. if Lionel Messi wins the Copa America, he wins Ballon d'Or. If he doesn't, there's a talk, and Messi doesn't want there's a talk to happen because he's one of the legends in this game and he wants to always be the best so uruguay too i want to mention with uh darwin nunez isn't there injured ugart really mm. good talent uh sporting might snatch him up if he can sporting are trying to get him uh really good player midfielder former peñarol and yeah it's a pity that we don't see these nations chill 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 is really good too uruguay it's a pity, and I would love to see it happening too. You yeah. talked about Messi, but you didn't talk about the uh, the eternal wonder kid that won himself a La Liga title this year for Uruguay. Uh, Godin. No, no, Luis Suarez. Oh, Godin. Oh, Luis Suarez. Yes, sorry, Luis Godin Suarez. is insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, Uruguay. <laughs> Uruguay does get a special shout out though, because I really like I really like the uh, the the generation that's coming that's bubbling underneath the surface right now. Uh, to lead them through a guy like uh, Facundo Torres, uh, who just made his debut the other day. Um, if there's a blend of youth and vets at this Copa America, if it goes through it forward, um, those are some guys I'm going to be looking at. You know, other like uh, a Militao, 
Adair mm-hmm. Militao had a good game the other day. Um, a, a Vinicius would be very interesting. Watching a guy like Emiliano Buendia uh, mm-hmm. actually, you know, play in a tournament uh, for Argentina is going to be amazing um, if it goes well, through. But it's very different. You know, normally you have a, go- a couple guest teams like a Japan. The United States have been in it once before. Um, there's You're not going to have that flavor. It's just going to be while World Cup qualifying is going on around them, they're going to have, you know, a tournament as well. So I understand why they don't want to go through with it uh, because they're already putting themselves at risk with the qualifiers that they're having down there. So let's move on because we'll probably talk more about it if it starts. Um, but just know that we have our eyes on that. And there, there are going to be a lot of young players that get their chance uh, moving forward. And you might even have some vets say, I'm going to sit this one out. And other young players might get uh, pushed forward up the roster. Okay, that, that was a good topic. We need it. Hopefully it happens. You're right. So next topic, I want to go with the should I stay or should I go because it's something fast. And I feel like it's a segment. We're going to start putting these funny segment guys that uh get the talk and yeah it's good so first player donny van de beek stay or go what do you think it's been a year stay i think he's gonna i think he's gonna play a much bigger role this year um i don't know how i don't know why Mm. uh but i do think the euros are going to play a part in that um to see to you know decide whether or not he's actually ready to do that so what what do mm. you think the i think donny came to man united as a pogba replacement yeah. and pogba stayed so there's a bit of a, a weird environment i'd say uh so i think maybe you should think to go donny i'd say go just to be different so second I, I one just- well, no, I, I just got to say, he should have gone to Dortmund from day one. Okay. I like it. That's I, I, I think that that's... But, but I don't think Dortmund would pay $30 million for him. Would they? I, you know... Uh, Byron would. Uh, Byron would. Byron would pay $30 million. Byron absolutely would. Yeah, but you, could you just imagine him running that... I could imagine him running that midfield um, for a long mm. period of time from here on out. But hey... We'll never know because, you know, he left, he got the money, and he got four Premier, four Premier League starts to show for it. So Now, second name, Sergio yep. Rams. Stay or go? Retire? <laughs> no! I want to see Rams. Rams no, can I, play. I, I wanted to see him at this Euros, but hey. I don't know. What do you what do you think? I didn't get to think about Sergio that much. Uh go to PSG. Yeah. Go to PSG. Neymar wants you. If they get the full box PSG, if if PSG get Teo Hernandez and Akimi, yeah. Neymar can't complain anymore. Plus Rams next to Marquinhos. I think that's a good deal. I think that's a good deal. So I'm going to the next one. Christian Ronaldo. Well, we also gotta think there Sergio go. Ramos might actually be going to MLS instead of all this. What? Mm, what to who? I'm, I'm uh, curious on this. Inter Miami. Okay. Um, okay. Good I, location. I probably, just, I probably just made that up, but you know, David Beckham. <laughs> Beckham. Beckham. I don't know who they're going to offload, and they're in a world of hurt right now, as it is with the uh, sanctions put against them. But anyway, moving on. I think PSG is probably the only viable place uh, for him to go, unless, well, whatever. We'll keep moving. Uh, so, Cristiano Ronaldo, what do you think there? I already know I what think you think. He's going. Okay. I think he's going because Allegri, I think there's going to be a rebuild at, mm-hmm. at Juventus with uh, Allegri putting a lot of trust in Chiesa. I feel like Chiesa is going to highlight with Allegri. They leaked. I think they, they have to say to their leaked, look, do you want to stay or do you want to go? This yeah. is the moment. It's with a new coach. A new system, a new philosophy, and you got a. There's another player, which uh, I can't. I can't. It's Chiesa de Ligt. It's not. It's not Weston McKenney, but uh, Donnarumma. Yes, that's the. That's what I wanted to say. If Donnarumma goes to Juventus, which would be a really good deal for Donnarumma. Yeah. Not for AC Milan. Sure. It would we would get Donnarumma, Delict, Chiesa. These are really good. That's a really good young core, in my opinion. It is. I, I'm a little Plus worried from from a U.S. perspective. 
Um, Andrea Pirlo almost like handpicked Weston McKenney, right? Uh, they brought him. That's like the best value play you could ever get, right? From a sinking ship like Schalke uh, to a massive utility that they were able to use Weston for and goals last year too. Uh, but I will be very, very interested to see uh, how he fits into an Allegri um, future. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Ronaldo leaving, that's interesting. I mean, you lose you lose a lot because he's got a lot left in the tank. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, There's a clearly, lot of baggage. Yeah, of course, of course. But can, can Chiesa carry the load? That's the question. And I think he's a phenomenal footballer, but that's a lot to put on a 23-slash- soon to be 24 year old uh shoulders right that's a lot well true true it's like you were saying the about about all the the demands Conte Mm -hmm. did you see Conte refusing Tottenham because of the high wages this shows what I'm saying Tottenham aren't showing that they're a big club Harry Kane's leaving top managers are refusing you like you might be right Daniel Levy might might have his end run now I mean, I think if you look through the comments on TikTok, when we even post anything about Tottenham, I believe that they all feel the same way. I just feel bad for Tottenham fans. That's all. I do. I think they deserve better. We got got a minute now. Mm -hmm. We got a minute left. Uh, I just wanted to say that episode seven now, really enjoyed doing it. And again, I'm really happy with all the support. And I'm honestly shocked. Me and Bretton, we never expect to have such a big impact and so soon but guys i can guarantee you we are going to deliver we want to do the best for you because the community deserves it it's amazing thank you thank you so much yep and you can always have a conversation with us so reach out comment we'll try and get to everybody as as much as we can but enjoy the enjoy the football ahead